Hey, Rob, can you do me a favour? Possibly. Could you introduce this week's Future Champions podcast? But I also need you to hang around so I can ask a question that was raised during this podcast. You ready for my Channel 9 voice? Make it your own. Make it special. Just remember, Future Champions Pod, the Future Champions podcast, and my name is Stuart Taylor. You don't have to remember the spelling. That's not important. (laughs) From the top. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please welcome... Your podcast presenter, the one and only Stuart Taylor. Welcome to this episode of the Future Champions podcast. My name is Stuart Taylor, and in this episode, I will be sharing the story of Noah Byrne, a young aspiring actor from Harvey Bay, Queensland. A few weeks ago, my wife and I were having our morning coffee when she started telling me how she had met Noah Byrne the day before. Noah's mother was wanting some advice on schooling options. Dana recounted how remarkable this young 13-year-old was and how he would be great to have on the podcast. Dana, what was it that you saw in Noah that made you feel as though he would be good for the podcast? Noah has a real passion for theatre and articulates himself really well. So I thought that he would be able to partake in a really interesting discussion. On advice from my very wise wife, I caught up with Noah and was instantly impressed with his genuine and engaging personality. I set up a time to interview him for this podcast and to write an article for the What's On Fraser Coast magazine, May 2021 edition. If you want to have a read of that story, you can go to www.whatsonfrasercoast.com.au and look in the publication section. The article is called The Show Must Go On. What you need to know about Noah is that he has big plans for his life. He wants to be a professional actor, author, stand-up comedian and YouTuber. And there is something about this young man that makes me think he is going to do just that. Noah is 13 years old and currently attends St. James Lutheran College in Harvey Bay. He has always had a passion for acting. So what is it about acting that you like so much? Uh, The creative freedom. Like when you do a monologue, so like a paragraph that you do on your own, and I just get to have freedom with it so I can move here and there and I don't have directions on me. So then when I do have directions from the director, I can portray it in my own way. So, like, he'll say, oh, can you say it like this? And I'll say it like that, but add a little something and see if he likes it. So I just love adding things and having my own freedom. As a keen seven-year-old, he joined the Macabre Theatre Company in Harvey Bay. I wanted to go to acting classes just because I, I actually am not sure. I just, my favourite actor and ever and still is, is Jim Carrey. And he really inspired me. And I was only like six or seven. So I didn't really have like full dreams like, oh yeah, I want to be in a movie or something. But I was like, I just wanted to learn how to do his facial expressions and stuff. Because I thought he was really funny. I'm ready to go in, coach. Just give me a chance. I know there's a lot riding on it, but it's all psychological. Just got to stay in a positive frame of mind. That's why I signed up. But then kind of from there, it built and built to then wanting to be in something bigger. When he turned 12, Noah was eligible to join the Pack Junior Theatre Group. And it only took a few weeks before he started to feel like he belonged. Pack Theatre, do you remember the first day you arrived and your, your experience there? 
Yes, so it was juniors group, and I think I was their second term, so they'd only had one term without me, but I was the new kid, <laughs> which was, wasn't actually too bad. I quite liked it, um, because then I didn't have to learn, uh, no, everyone didn't have to learn everyone's name, they already had chemistry, so I just kind of had to slot right in. Uh, my first impression was that we're theatre kids, and we were all a bit crazy, which is kind of good, so like... Uh, juniors, again, it wasn't like daycare, like the tiniest group that I used to do, but it wasn't fully learning, like, learning things that are going to help you, like peripheral vision and stuff like that with, that we do in teens, but it was still really good, but we played games, but those games helped us learn skills, but, uh, my first impression was that I felt like that's where I wanted to be, that, like, where I want to go. Being a teenage boy who likes acting could create some negative experiences with peers, but Noah found more support than he found criticism. A lot of people, when you do theatre and that, they like they make fun of you or think you know you're weird or whatever because it's theatre, and people think oh that's for girls or whatever. But all my friends are actually genuinely really supportive and think it's good. And then another one of my friends, Jacob, wants to start doing theatre, which is amazing. And, um, yeah, so they're all very supportive, which is really good. And uh, whenever I do a video on it, like I do a YouTube video on, um, you know, acting or something or just doing a little skit, they'll happily be a part of it, which is awesome. While Noah loved theatre training, it was his first experience on the stage where he knew he wanted to be an actor. The Christmas special at Zedpak Theatre was one hour from its curtain raiser. The director was ready the actors were ready, and the audience was amassing. This special was an opportunity for young actors to practice everything they had learned at their theatre class. It was a collage of different theatrical pieces with Christmas as the central theme. But like any good story, there was a twist in the 11th hour. One of the scenes from the collage was The Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens with the main character, the joyless Ebenezer Scrooge. The twist was the young actor who was playing the role of Scrooge was backstage vomiting. The director then turned to the young actors who were preparing for their own performances and said, hands up if you want to play Scrooge. Every scene was Christmas related. And this one, I was Scrooge. Scrooge got sick because he was nervous and threw up backstage. And I'm just like, great. So I had to learn, uh, so we did a little thing before the audience came in. He's like, all right, who wants to play Scrooge? And then he's like, like we had to vote on who would play Scrooge. And then he goes, give us your best Scrooge impression. So I just went like, whoa, that was not what I went like. Oh, wait, how did I do it? <laughs> that was like an accent. Um, I did like a really old voice. I don't know if I have the voice for it now. My voice has gone higher, surprisingly. Um, I think I went like, yeah, that's the one. I went like that. And I'm an old man. And I'm like, bah humbug, I hate Christmas. And then so that's the one I had to learn. And thank God the scene wasn't very long, but it was just people offering me things. And I'm like, no, I don't want that. I'm like, be going with you. And I just didn't want it. And then uh, eventually one of them came and was, and was like a ghost. And was like, if you don't be nice to, like Christmas, you'll be one of me. <laughs> and then I was like, and they're like, well, I wanted, well, I'm like, but I want to be rich and happy. And then so I ended up giving my money to everyone and then happily ever after. And that's when the director came up to me and said, good job on that. Little did he know, I had an hour to work on that backstage. And I called my mum, like, mum, I have an extra part and I'm working on it right now. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that was an experience and a half. 
And when you went up on stage, how did you feel? I'll be honest, I felt very nervous for the uh, first bit when I walked on, there's no lines. But once I started saying it, it just eased into when I felt much better, which is again when I realised I wanted to be an actor. After the show, he got incredible feedback and was encouraged to audition for a Z-Pack theatre production two weeks with the Queen. He was given the audition pack and decided to give it a shot. Noah was eventually selected to play the character Alastair. Two Weeks with the Queen was first written as a book and then written into uh, a play. And then we uh, we didn't change much from the original script. We just, I think we, all we did was change the name because it's Colin goes from Australia to England to save his brother who unfortunately gets cancer. And then so uh, he tries to save his brother. But in this play, a girl was casted as Colin, so it's now Alex. He very quickly developed his performance skills and practised them with his fellow theatre members. He felt ready. We did shows, I think it was late April, and we started doing it uh Christmas holidays, not like not like the last Christmas holidays, but the one before. So 2019 December is when we started rehearsing, and then so we're doing that the whole time until late April when we started doing shows, and then we did it for three weeks, and we did three we did three shows every week. So we had a Friday night, a Saturday night, and a Sunday afternoon for three weeks. As a young actor, Noah could be forgiven for being nervous, but he wouldn't let nerves impact his performance. To be honest, I wasn't nervous, <laughs> which is weird because I think it's because I've done shows before. I was very nervous on the collage performance, which helped me because it wasn't a big performance and I wasn't in it much, which is really good because when I was nervous in that, it just kind of built up and I'd done like three collage ones before this one. So that was really helpful. And then um, the only one I was nervous was when we had a sold-out one and it was all theatre people watching. So it was everyone from Pack and Bundy and um, Brisbane watching. But that was our best audience because they're theatre people. They enjoyed every little line and there wasn't like one line they didn't laugh at, which felt so good. How did you feel after a show? amazing we got to go out and say like good day to everyone and i don't know why they have this i looked into it and i couldn't find anything but you have to get changed I, I don't know if this is just said pack but we had to get changed out of our costume before we could go say hi to everyone don't know why but anyway i, I just put a jumper on it was way easier but i just put a jumper on and then went out and said hello to everyone which was awesome and got feedback from directors and stuff and it was just a feeling of pride and then usually we'd go out and get a snack afterwards <laughs> I couldn't let the question of why actors had to get changed after the show go unanswered. So I called a great mate of mine, Robert Garland. Robert has a passion for theatre and is a life member at ZPAC. And he also agreed to do a fantastic introduction of this episode of the Future Champions podcast. If anyone could answer the question on why costumes could not be worn off the stage, it would be Robert Garland. Can you tell me what sort of experience you've had in theatre and also what you've had experience with Z-Pack. Well, thank you for asking me, uh, Stuart. I have had oh, some 21 years uh, with Z-Pack. I'm a current life member, which is a great honour. Fantastic crew there, uh, past and present. And obviously uh, with the young fellow, we've got the, the futures well in hand. I, I think the answer to the question is uh, understanding what stage is and it is essentially an illusion. 
and you need to be able to separate uh, stage from reality. What does it mean to separate stage from reality? Well, essentially, as an actor, you're meant to draw the audience in. And it's not like uh, other forms of uh, media and, uh, and presentation. You're creating an illusion. So essentially, you need to have a, this invisible line where you're drawing the uh, audience in and they either feel like they're in the scene or they're actually one of the actors. And so the reason you don't want to be in character and out of place, just having a a drink with someone after the show, it it destroys the illusion, which is part of the the joy of the show. It's a a bit of escapism. An interesting example might be if you were uh, uh, performing, say, The Shining, and there's Jack Nicholson with an axe, and you go, here's Johnny. Here's Johnny. And then uh, an hour later, he's he's out the front, uh, still in costume, possibly with or without the actress. Says, "Jesus, bloody hot tonight. How about a beer?" It it just destroys the whole uh, spectre of uh, a live performance. Dare I say it affects the theatre of theatre. Exactly, and you need to be able to separate it. Um, and, and also you've got other things at play. You've not only costume, but you've also got uh, makeup, you've got accents, you've also got the genre, um, and people have this uh, wonderful uh, image of live theatre in that they felt uh, transferred for a while. Uh, and I think I think that's the main reason. It's just it's a bit old school. Uh, it's a little bit different than say theatre restaurant where you're actively involved with the audience. But but in normal live traditional theatre, uh, there is that invisible line. All the hard work had paid off. Noah absolutely loved performing as Alistair in Two Weeks with the Queen. Do you remember at the beginning of this podcast I mentioned that there was something about Noah? that made me think he could achieve his goal. Here is an example of why I think that. When I spoke to him, I gave him a challenge. With no time to remember his lines or to practice, I asked him to perform his monologue from two weeks with the Queen. Just like he did when he was asked to perform Scrooge with a few minutes' notice at the Christmas special, Noah jumped at the challenge. This told me that Noah is not afraid to fail and is always willing to give it a go. I really like that about him. So here is his monologue. Fair warning, he asked me to help him out a little bit, and I humbly agreed. Based on my performance, I think I'll leave the theatre to Noah, and I'll stick to podcasts. Yeah, so there's no action, so it's going to look very dumb. But It's not um, going to look dumb at all. It's not going to look anything. We're on oh, a podcast. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> it can uh, only sound dumb, which is great. Uh, well, <laughs> this is going to be very confusing without visuals, but let's do it. Um, I just want to say, if you could, there's just, at the end, um, I'm like sucking on my hand as part of the monologue, and my mother goes, Alistair, what are you doing? If you want to say that, that kind of delivers the joke at the end. So so when you suck on your hand, I've got to say, Alistair, what are you doing? Yeah. Do I have to use a high voice? Because I'm not sure I can get there. That's fine. You just Alistair, what are you doing? If you want to say yeah. it in the mail, that's fine. But, um, all right. All right. The two explorers hacked the jungle. Hack! Hack! The tetsi flies, the leeches, and their heat drives them mad. 
ah, ah. And all the time, the sound of the cannibal's drums get louder and louder. Bump, 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 bump. Suddenly, a cobra springs out of the undergrowth and sinks its fangs into the wimpy explorer's hand. Help! Help! He cries as he sinks to his knees in quicksand. I'll save you, says the tough explorer as he cuts into flesh with his trusty blade. He puts his hands to his lips and starts to suck out the poison. <laughs> Alistair, what are you doing? Uh, nothing. <laughs> 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 How was my acting? I mean, that's that, the- that was great. I mean, it carried the whole performance. That was, <laughs> that was so good. People say that about me all the time. Yeah, it's, it was stunning. Noah's willingness to try things reminds me a lot of the story of John Cleese, as told in his book, So Anyway. I did a podcast on this book recently. It is episode 39 of the Future Champions podcast, Five Quotes, John Cleese, So Anyway. Go back and have a listen, and I think you will notice some similarities. Two weeks with the Queen ran from February to March 2021, with a total of eight performances, and Noah loved every single one. Noah has big plans for his future, which includes acting, writing, stand-up comedy, and YouTubing. These may seem like big and bold dreams, but this young man has proven he is willing and able to put his hand up and give anything a shot. Noah, thank you and good luck. I wish you all the best in chasing your future. Do you like that creative part of you? Yep, I love it. That that creative part of me is me. <laughs> thank you for joining me for this episode of the Future Champions podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly enjoyed interviewing Noah. You can follow Noah on Instagram at noahplacepink34. If you enjoyed this episode, I would encourage you to listen to the previous episodes. I would also really appreciate it if you shared the Future Champions podcast with your friends and family. Jump onto Facebook and Instagram and like the Future Champions podcast. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and Pocket Cast. Or visit our website at www.intentsport.com. My name is Stuart Taylor. Stay safe. Ladies and gentlemen, please wipe that from your memory.